black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? My week has been, golly, I have to think about how, how my week actually has been. It's been okay. It's been, um, work has been, so far 2023 has been like work 5.0, right? So everything that I do, even when I'm off, deals with like creating protocols or trying to make better workflow for patients and everything deals with work. So um, work I'm going to just say work is working. <laughs> work is doing his thing. Um, Harrison is good. This week, he's asked to go to the beach like two or three times a day. Every day this week, he is ready to go to the beach. So I am trying to figure out when I'm going to take him to the beach this summer and um, where I'm going to take him, like which beach I should go to. So if, if any of our listeners have any suggestions for beaches down south. Listen, ain't nobody traveling way up north or way on the east coast to go to no beach when I'm right here in Georgia. So if anybody has any suggestions about beaches in Florida, that would be great. Let me know about them. So um, yeah, so that's what I've been trying to figure out. Um, That and Easter. Easter is sneaking upon us, okay? (laughs) Easter is, is it me or is Easter really early this year? I feel like it's like literally right there. I don't know if it's early or late, but I just feel like it's really early in the month of April. And I am supposed to be semi-hosting Easter. Like and my uncles are supposed to be coming down and Harrison has pictures that he's taking on Easter Sunday. So I'm trying to get my mind wrapped around that. My house is under construction right now because my bathroom is getting remodeled. My master bathroom is getting remodeled. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to host people at my house while they're like, basically tarp runners through my house, <laughs> like going into my master bedroom and bathroom down through the kitchen and through the front doors. So I'm thinking about renting a house or like doing an Airbnb and hosting there um, instead of my house. So I'm trying to figure this out. I will figure it out tonight so that I can know what exactly I'm doing for Easter. Now, if they decide not to come down, okay, great. Then we'll just go somewhere and do Easter dinner at a restaurant and keep it moving. But If they're coming, I have to be a little bit more creative. My suggestion, if they do come, is to maybe host at a restaurant or someplace where you don't have to rent the place and then get catering. So maybe a place where you can just host out and already, you know, you just rent out a place that has catering with it. That sounds like a lot of work just for Easter. I'm just saying. I feel like the Lord would want us to rest some more than that. Well, I think the Lord also wants us to be comfortable, right? So if I have like construction going on, and of course they won't be doing construction over the Easter weekend, but it's still like a construction site. And plus 
I still have those runners down so that they won't damage the floor and I don't want to take them up. And then they have to put new runners down. So I don't know. For me, it's just like a lot thinking about just people being inconvenienced. And I'd rather be somewhere that's clean and free of debris. (laughs) And, you know, and if I can like do a quick little Airbnb and then get catering there, that would be convenient for sleeping purposes and for hosting. I, I don't know. I just feel like it might be easier to take the runners up and, you know, have the people put them back down. I don't know. Just me. Just a thought. Now, my mom has put up like all the Easter bunnies and crosses in the world up in the house. OK, it is like Easter City and pink and Easter colored floral arrangements in there. It's like Easter for real. OK, she was ready. And then when they put the tarps down, she was like, wait, wait, what? they're messing up my Easter decorations, you know? So... She's ready to host there, but we'll see. We'll see. Oh, poor Miss Lisa's Easter decorations. I feel bad for her Easter decorations. You want the people to see Miss Lisa's Easter decorations, don't you? All right. I'll post a picture of the Easter decorations, the before the tarp Easter decorations, so the folks can see how my mom went sort of like, boom, Easter in your face on you guys. But so, Janine, how has your week been? It's been interesting. I worked a lot and then I actually took a day off this week um, because I had some like medical procedure I needed to get done. And then I took a day off so that I could like get some rest. And then it was just right back to it. So yeah, it's been great. But I had this weekend off. I actually believe that this is my last weekend off, like full weekend off until October. So Unless I take off, that is. But right now, it's my last weekend, my last full weekend off until October. It's it's a thing. I'm excited to see what's to come. Let's go to the listeners week. So I hope that y'all had a great week. I hope that it was fun filled and brought everything that y'all wished. And I hope that your week brought us some likes, comments, reviews, subscribes. Pretty please. And please share us with your friends. Because sharing is caring. All right, Janine. So what's on our timeline this week? Okay, so this past week, Big Lotto kicked off her new 777 radio show on Apple Music, which it's I actually think that's kind of dope. It's like radio shows that come from the artists themselves. I don't know why I like it, but it's kind of cute. So in her first episode, she had some girl chat with Chloe Bailey. And they chatted about everything from rumors of Chloe dating Quavo to how Chloe feels about her sister's boyfriend and how protective she is over her sister. And Lotto even chatted about rap cap and oral sex specifically. It was actually a really good interview. It felt super like natural, right? But the thing that they chatted about that kind of hit home that I think we don't discuss often enough um, are insecurities and more specifically insecurities brought on by social media and the opinions of people who don't even really know you. So Chloe said that she and her sister tried to lessen anything that people can say about them. So obviously, you know, that they're both super in the spotlight. They're, you know, the, the, pair that basically was put on by Beyonce. So they kind of grew up in the in the spotlight as as many do. But she says that she and her sister, they try to, you know, think about all of the things that people could potentially say about them. 
and they try to mitigate as much as as they possibly can. And she said that because they're constantly in their head thinking about these things, their insecurities are heightened. She says because even things that they weren't previously insecure about, people will just poke on. So then they just now are thinking about every single aspect of their being. And Lotto chimed in in agreement, obviously. And she said that she doesn't necessarily look at it as people talking about her insecurities or poking on her insecurities, but more so about them essentially creating new ones. And she said that there are things that she wasn't insecure about until people said things on the internet about her, like the fact that she looks old. And she said that she can't say that um, all of the insecurities come from social media. She said, but social media rather heightens your insecurities. And then Chloe chimed back in and basically said that not only does it heighten the insecurities, it creates new insecurities as well. So I think that we can all agree with the fact that social media has will allow us to have this like false sense of self-esteem if we're the ones posting and it's getting the kind of likes and you know comments that we want to see but we can also probably all agree that there are some things on social media that make us feel insecure about who we are and what our life looks like and if we're really being honest i feel like social media has us constantly comparing ourselves to others and specifically to other people's what what we call a sizzle reel, right? Like it's the best, most important moments of their life, the, the highlights, the wonderful things that people want you to see. And while it can often be a motivator to like help you think of things that you could do or some place where you could go or might want to go, sometimes it has us chasing things that have nothing to do with where we're supposed to go in our lives, or it has us chasing things that aren't even actually real. That doesn't even take into consideration the internet trolls. So we all know what an internet troll is, right? And some are trolling intentionally because, you know, that's how they get their rocks off. But like, there are some people who genuinely feel like they're saying things or leaving comments that they're just being helpful, or they really feel somehow invested in you unbeknownst to you most of the time. And when they feel like they can make comments, the comments aren't always necessarily intended to be negative or hurtful, but sometimes they can be because they're things that you might not have been aware of. And then it kind of affects your self-esteem. So there was a time in life where the only things that you really had to worry about were like the old ladies who wanted to comment about your appearance, like the clothes that you're wearing. And all you really had to do was tolerate their like disapproval of your hairstyle or your outfit or the fact that they want to comment about the five or 10 pounds that you've gained or how you look plump or whatever it is that they said. Like that was our biggest concern, right? Now we all just have this constant barrage of people just giving their opinions about our lives. And unfortunately we kind of solicit it, but it's bringing on insecurities that probably are pretty unnecessary. What do you think, Nicole? I think that people pay too much attention to social media. Um, I think that they're absolutely right. Social media does have trolls and hurt people hurt people. So people that are dealing with insecurities that are constantly judging themselves are always going to look for flaws with anything somebody posts. 
So if they're trolling, right, just to, some people are just doing it to, to, for people to click on their profile to see who they are, right? Let's be real. So they post something that's like super awkward, super negative, so that people go, like, who is this? Click on the profile. And now, guess what? Somebody's viewed their profile. They're going to scroll through their content. So now they've increased their own engagement, right? So people do things like that for attention. And then some people just post negative comments or judgmental comments about people just because they are trying to be nasty and hurtful. I mean, they just do. Okay. Uh, And so I tend to not pay as much attention to comments on social media. I always tell people, post what you want to post, but don't pay too much attention to comments because people are going to say something. It could be the most gorgeous person in the world. Guess what? Somebody's going to say something. Beyonce posts a picture. Guess what? Somebody, somebody is going to say something. Now the beehive might come for them, but again, that's a way for them to get attention, but somebody is going to say something. So just realize that everybody has flaws. Everybody has some type of insecurity. And yeah, it's going to be heightened when somebody points out the insecurity you are trying to hide, right? So like, oh, ouch, I was trying to hide that. And now you hit it, right? So you post a picture, you think from a good angle, and then somebody points out that you have a little belly. You're like, dang, I put a spank on to hide that insecurity, right? That's all spanks are. They just hide the insecurities, right? To make the jiggle not jiggle as much, to make the pooch not pooch as much. But it is an insecurity. It's a it's a flaw, okay, that we're trying to smooth out. And so when somebody points out something that you're intentionally trying to hide, it is hurtful, right? It's very hurtful. But again, you have to take everything with a grain of salt and know that the person on the other side probably doesn't even know you know anything about you or know that that was an insecurity that you had that they're pointing out. But yeah, social media can be cruel, just downright cruel. Let me tell you this. I I agree that social media can be cruel, but I think it's also set this weird standard in society because like there are things that I intentionally do to attempt to mitigate. And like by no stretch of the imagination, am I famous or do I have a bunch of people who are like invested in in what happens in my day to day. But there are things that people say, and I don't necessarily know that they're trolling, but it makes me like overly aware of them. Right. So I had a situation like this just the other day. Literally, I was talking to Ken and my best friend about this. And I recently went to like a women's event um, at our convention center. And it was one of those kind of events where, you know, it's, it's, it wasn't formal, but it was like the, event where you knew that there were going to be cameras and it was going to be posted in some sort of like, you know, either blog post or somewhere. Right. And I have, I would say, and this is a side note, I I would say I have a reasonable wardrobe, right? Most always, I'm always in black, but I wear things that are kind of noticeable, but I typically repeat the same things unless I'm going to an event that is you know, a photographed event or like a semi-formal or formal event. So I rarely repeat outfits in those cases, right? Now, it sounds crazy because it's a really hard standard to keep up with. And I've had to adjust like, you know, my lifestyle because I can't always get a new outfit for every single event that I have. But I make it a point to not try to wear the same thing around the same people, especially if I'm going to be photographed. Now, if I do repeat an outfit, I try not to get photographed in it a second time. Well, like I said, recently I went to this event and I had worn this dress before. And literally, it was just my luck that a photographer 
who was at the event that I had worn the dress at before was like, oh, you wore this dress and said the event and was like, and I photographed you in it. And it literally made me think, oh, this is really a thing. This is this is the reason why I feel like this. This is the reason why I feel like I have to to worry about this. Right. And literally the picture was posted by someone else. And I reposted it in our stories on the podcast page, but I did not post it on my personal page because I had been photographed wearing the dress before. Now, mind you, Nicole, I wore that dress back in 2017, five plus years ago, right? But because this is the thing that I've allowed myself to like worry about, it's literally the the most insane insecurity. But like, that's what social media does for us. Because who cares if you wore the dress before? I mean, realistically, back when we had like photo albums and we would carry them around to show our friends, like nobody was like, oh, girl, that day you had that dress on and this day you had that same dress on. No one cared. But now that we have social media, it's a thing. It's it's literally insane. I'll say this, like. Kim needs to watch out for this photographer, okay? Because anybody that remembers the outfit that you had on from 2017, I mean, listen, it's 2023 now, okay? 2017, sir, that's six years ago. Why are you stalking me like this? Why is my memory in your brain? Something ain't right there. So to me, that's more telling about him, not you. Because if you posted that to your own social media page, I guarantee you, unless there's somebody that's really like after you, that's, in, you know, trying to get with you, they're not going to say, that's the dress that she posted in 2017. They may say, oh, she likes to wear very, you know, unique dresses. I get that, right? I like to wear dramatic dresses. I get it. But people won't remember them from six years ago. Even if they thought they remember them, they'll just be, they'll remember I wore a dramatic dress and this is another dramatic dress. I mean, because some dramatic dresses have just subtle differences, right? Very subtle differences. Or you might switch the color up. So it may not even be the same dress. So if he knew down to the detail, oh, I photographed you, you know, at such and such mayor's ball in 2017 and now you're wearing it to XYZ. Really? somebody is trying to get with you. No, 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 no. I don't think that that's what it is. But because he's not the first person who said that. Like there have, there have been other people where people have said like, oh, you've worn the same dress. Typically, it's when I wear a black tie dress. I was telling Kim the other day, I was like, oh, I really want to go to this like, you know, boutique for these that has these like black tie evening gowns. And he was like, how about you just go check in your closet first? Because at some point in my career, I guess someone made mention of the fact that I had the same dress on. And so now I'm super cognizant of, oh my goodness, I need to have a different dress because I've these people have seen this black tie dress. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. But to your point though, Nicole, I literally had to think, because he told me what event it was. So I told Ken and I was like, Ken, do you remember? And Ken was like, yeah, but Ken didn't even remember that I had worn the dress back then. I had to sit and scroll through my Instagram and I was like, yep, it was posted. So I just didn't post it again. And again, a hundred percent insane, but it's one of those insecurities that I've developed because of social media. Or you could have posted it and said me in 2017 versus me in 2023 and made it a whole thing. Like, Hey, I look better in 2023 than I looked in 2017 in the same dress. And that is a thing. Okay. So you could have posted it like that, but I still feel like 
It's just, that's just too much. Like people should not remember that. And you can always change your accessories, which change the whole appearance of the dress. So instead of like trying not to wear the dress, just change the accessories, change the shoes, change your necklace and stuff like that. Wear, put a belt on with it. You know, dress it up, dress it down. Okay, let's go on. All right. So are you ready to talk through these letters from our listeners? Let's do it. Okay. So our first letter reads... Nicole and Johnny, hey y'all, I love the podcast. I listen every single Thursday. So I hope y'all are able to read my letter during one of your episodes. So I really hate social media, but nowadays I feel like I can't stay off of it because it's how I find out who's died about concerns and other events that I would otherwise not know about. Well, the reason I hate social media is because I used to feel like my long, curly, natural hair made me feel beautiful. But about five years ago, one of my former college classmates commented on a picture of me I posted at a business retreat. In the comment, he called me a mammoth. I was really hurt because back in the day, this guy and I were really close. I took a social media break after that, but every time I get back on and either post a picture or am tagged in a picture, someone has something random to say in the comments. I went from feeling like a beautiful black woman to scrutinizing everything I post and everything I do and wear. I'm not really sure how to handle the pressures of social media. How do you ladies combat negative comments if you have any? Advice is appreciated. Kinsley. Kinsley, to be very honest, you're going to have to just have some really positive self-talk, to be very honest with you. If you allow what people say, or they're like, we call them Jones up here, right? Like when somebody's joning, it's like when they're making fun of you. Like if somebody's joning on you, like you just really just got to figure out how to let that stuff slide off your back because nine times out of 10, if they are joning on you about something, I, it, it really is just illuminating their insecurities. Or it's like that old school, like where boys don't really know how to say that they like you. And so they make fun of you because they think that that's, equivalent. Like I I wish that I could say there's some like magic wand where you can be like, "Oh, I won't let any of these things bother you." Yeah, they bother you. You're human, right? Like it it sucks when someone's making fun of you. It sucks when you're the butt of the joke. It sucks. It does suck. Like I'm not going to make any bones about it. It sucks. But at the end of the day, you really just have to know who you are. Girl, who cares if your teeth are long? Have a big old teeth teethy smile. Who cares? There's something that we're all insecure about. The best thing that I can say is to play on the things that you really love about yourself and the rest of the stuff like, okay, how many times are you going to hear big teeth jokes probably in your lifetime? Probably a lot. How many times are you going to hear hair jokes in your lifetime? Probably a lot. Like it's like a fat person never hearing a fat joke, right? They hear it. They know the joke. It ain't funny anymore. Like get over yourself. It's not how people feel about you. Most times it's about how they feel about themselves. So you're just going to have to have that like super positive self-talk and realize that the idiots who are making fun of you probably have like 50 insecurities that you probably don't even notice because you don't even pay them that much attention for real. What do you think, Nicole? So a couple of things. Um, one, stop reading everybody's comments. Like I understand like if you're posting at a, a business retreat, like this is just like your personal page. Like there's no reason for you to have to read all those comments. And it's just like when your birthday comes and you get like 122 happy birthdays, just post a, a general thank you post and keep it moving. Like I'm letting y'all know for sure. Like 
half the comments on my personal page, I'm not reading, right? Because somebody's going to say something that I really don't have time to respond to. So I'm not going to read it. Now, the days I have time, okay, you come for me, I might come back for you, okay? That's the kind of person I am. Don't expect for me to sit idle and just read your comment and not not say anything because I might pop off and say something back. That's just me. Now, if you don't know the person and they're just commenting, then, then why are they even allowed to comment, right? Unfriend them. And so they won't have access to your social media platforms. There you go. No longer have access to me. I no longer have to worry about your negative comments. But for somebody that you considered a friend, this is my approach. And everybody's not going to agree with this because people would say, oh, just ignore. I would literally reach out to that person and say, did I do something to offend you? Because that comment was really hurtful. And sometimes people don't understand how hurtful comments are, especially if you know that person and you are trying to salvage a relationship, I would say, hey, listen, that was really hurtful. Did I do something to hurt your feelings? And it may be like they didn't perceive it as being negative. Maybe they said mammoth because you had like thick, long, beautiful hair. You know, it may be perceived for them being positive of thinking of an animal that had that thick and that long of of hair versus it being something highlighted as a negative and pointing out like the horns of the mammoth and stuff like that. They may not have even intended it to be that way. So I am always a believer in the direct approach is the best approach. And I would literally reach out and I probably wouldn't go back and forth under your comment, but I would DM them and say, Hey, listen, did I hurt your feelings or something? Because that was really hurtful. You know, that comment that you made and see where it goes from there. Okay. I wouldn't um, go back and forth with people on social media. I unfriend them or I reach out to them personally. Now, if they keep on doing things that's habitual, like every time I post something, I've already brought to your attention, you didn't respond, then I'm unfriending you or I'm blocking you. Okay, so you have no access to me. So people, and some people say, oh, you're blocking negative comments, that's unrealistic. That means that, you know, you only want your timeline to be a positive thing. That's not the real world. No, yes, I want my timeline to be positive. It needs to be bells and whistles and praise to Nicole, okay? My personal time, my personal, y'all can come at me with all that steep and pregnancy pearls and post your negative comments and your critiques of this show there, but don't come on my personal pages. That's my support network. Like if you're a friend on my personal pages, I consider you support. Okay. Someone I can tell to go follow me and support me, not the people that are randomly following me that are always going to have some comments to say. So for me, my personal page is sort of like, that's a safe, safe place for me. And I make sure that it stays a safe place. So I will unfriend people that post comments that I don't like. That's just me. All right, Janine. So what does your letter read? My letter says, hi, ladies. Love you both. Love the podcast. Y'all are my favorite. And it says, I hope to meet you someday soon. She says, I'm a bit embarrassed to write this, but you all give great advice. So here it is. Let me preface this by saying that I am aware that this is a me issue. I just want some guidance. My question is simple. How do you all deal with social media insecurities when it comes to your husbands? I trust my husband 100%, but I often feel a kind of way when my husband likes pictures of women, especially when they appear to be overtly sexual. Honestly, I think it makes me feel bad about myself, especially when they don't look like me or have the same body type as I do. It makes me question if he's attracted to them or if he likes 
what he sees in them more than he likes me. I know it sounds silly, but if I'm being honest, that's exactly where my mind goes. I know that men are visual, and this is really no different than seeing a beautiful woman in a magazine. I feel stupid because it's not like he's commenting. He just likes them, but it makes me aware. How can I stop being so insecure about this? I jokingly told him that I may have to stop following him so I wouldn't see the thirst trap pictures that he likes, but I'm starting to think that that might be the best option. Is this something that you all have dealt with? Did you bring it up to your husbands? I want to address it, but I don't want him to feel like I'm checking up on him or I'm trying to control him. Please help. Signed, Winter. So, Winter, um, I'm glad that you realize this is a you problem. I'm very glad. Um, the que- there are questions I have with this because we can be quick to judge and say, girl, you're insecure. You need to go over yourself. But one, has your husband ever given you a reason to be insecure? Okay. Has he cheated on you before? Has he told you he wasn't attracted to you? Is he not touching you? Is he not having intercourse with you? You know, is he making you feel not pretty? Okay. And if he's doing any of those things, then that's not insecurity. That's him not doing what he needs to do to handle business. Okay. Or that he really isn't attracted to you and he's trying to go elsewhere. Okay. So, but if he isn't giving you a reason to be insecure, meaning he's telling you that you're beautiful, you do have a healthy sexual relationship. He is, uh, you know, um, affirming your existence in your marriage then it is you, right? And so then you need to ask yourself, okay, is it me that I'm just seeing everything that he likes or am I intentionally going on his page to see what he shared? Am I intentionally going through my timeline to see the things that he's like? Like, are you just being hypervigilant and trying to make sure you see what he's doing? Because I honestly, I've never had to, uh, to address that in a relationship or my marriage, in terms of who my husband was liking or not, or who I was dating was liking or not, because I wasn't on social media like that, trying to investigate every single thing that they liked, every article that they read. I'm too busy to do that, right? And so once I start to feel like I have a reason to be insecure and think deep down, like, do you really have a reason to be insecure? If you have that reason, then it's time if you're married married to go to counseling. If you're not married, it's time to leave, right? So um, so for me, you have to answer those questions for me to give you the best advice possible. But I would say, stop lurking through your timeline to try to figure out what your husband likes or not like. Now, I wouldn't say stop following your husband. That would be just pure dumb. Because if you're on Facebook, which shows you're in a relationship with blank or you're married to blank, if you stop following him, your name doesn't show up. Okay. So now he looks like he's in a relationship, but with who? We don't know. Right. We don't know. And so that gives him more opportunity to lurk. Like not right now. He knows that you, you see what he does. Right. Imagine if you really can't trust him and he'd give you reasons to be insecure. Imagine what he's going to do when he realizes that you're not on there. You're not following him. You can't see what he's doing. That would be dumb. So I would say continue to follow him, continue to be engaged on social media, but don't be so hypervigilant about making sure you see what he likes. Now, 
if he's only liking women, okay, and those that don't look anything like you, then I think that the direct approach is the best approach. Bring it to his attention and say, listen, I think it's mad disrespectful that you're liking all of these women's posts that don't look anything like me. Are you not happy with what you have? That kind of thing needs to be talked through because why is he liking other women's posts? And the other question is, is he liking the same woman's posts, right? So Cindy from back in the day posts a picture in a blue dress and then the next day she posts a picture in a green dress and the next day she's at a business meeting doing a speech. He like all three of them, you know? Is he constantly liking the same woman's post or are they just random? Okay, because real talk, every time Michael B. Jordan fan club posts something, I'm going to like it, right? Because he looks good. I'm going to like it. Now, and no knock to who I'm with, but that man is fine, right? And I will tell whoever I'm with, that man is fine, right? I'm never going to meet him. Well, I might meet him. But it's not like I'm going to be in a relationship with this man or that I desire to be in a relationship with this man. So if it's somebody like, oh, he likes all of Beyonce, he's a fan, you know, that's different than him liking somebody's post that he knows, okay, or women that he has been involved with. So I, I want more answers about who are the women's posts he's liking? What is his relationship, if any, to the women's posts that he's liking? And the insecurity questions for me. So that's that's a conglomerate of advice I have for you in that situation. Johnny, what you think? I think I'm happy also that you realize this is a you problem. Honestly, I think that you probably would be writing us for a very different episode if your husband was just liking a bunch of posts from men or liking a bunch of posts that he wasn't liking any posts from women. I mean, honestly, do you think that your husband is blind? Do you feel uncomfortable when you see him out in public looking at someone else? Like, I would want my husband to find someone else attractive, not attractive enough to to be with them. But like, I want to make sure he ain't blind. I just I, I want us in winter. This is no knock to you, but I want us to be able to understand the difference between admiration or acknowledgement and, you know, flirtation. Is he in these women's DMs or is he just liking a picture? I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like it's something that kind of like the whole dress thing, right? Like it's something that we kind of made up in our head that just is something that you really just, it, you just kind of have to let it go. It's not going to be easy, but I feel like you got to let it go. If you say you trust your husband 100%, if he's not giving you any reason not to trust him, then let it go. Now, to Nicole's point, if he's giving you a reason not to trust him, then you need to address that and don't blame it on social media. I don't feel like there's a thing here. If there was a thing, like if he's in someone's DMs and like we need to have a different kind of conversation, but I don't feel like there's a thing here. I feel like if you search for something, you will find it. If you search for a reason to be unhappy or to distrust your husband, you will find it. I'm with Nicole too on this one. Don't unfollow your husband, girl. Like really get your emotions under control. Unfollowing your husband is dramatic. Okay, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> I don't think. Now, if you're making yourself insane and that's the last possible option, then maybe you do unfollow him. But really, I don't think there's a thing here, girl. Is he telling you, is he making you feel insecure in any other ways? Because if he's not, then it is you. It's really just you. Let go. I know it's going to be hard, 
But every time, wear a rubber band around your wrist, right? And every time you look at a picture that he's liked and felt some kind of way about it, pop yourself with a rubber band. I bet you'll stop feeling a kind of way about it soon. I just think you just got to retrain your brain and kind of let it go. Did I say let it go? Girl, let this go. Well, it really, to me, depends on who the women he's liking. Because it is disrespectful if you're liking like ex-girlfriend's pictures or, you know, other people that you know's pictures or you're making any comments. That's disrespectful. And Janine and I are going to disagree on our husbands. Okay. Like, I just feel like whoever I'm with, I I don't need you to find nobody else attractive. Okay. I know that it's unrealistic that you are going to find people attractive, but you better not look. Now, while you're with me, you can scroll on social media and like people's posts randomly, but you better not look. For me, that is mad disrespect. I will smack you upside your head. You turning your head, looking at other women while you're with me. You better recognize who you have. Because if you don't, the next man will, okay? I don't need to know that you find other women attractive. As long as you find me attractive, that is all that matters. So me and Janine are going to disagree on that one. And she knows dang on well that if Kim was turning his head, looking at some other woman, she would knock him out. I have a question, Nicole. And my question is this. If your husband doesn't look right, then how do you know what his like level of attractiveness is, right? There's a standard that your husband will have, right? So like if all of a sudden he's out here and the, the woman that turns his head look like she, you know, is a second from being a streetwalker, you really got to level set some things. Like I need a level set every now and then. Be like, oh, he, I can align with this. I, I see how she's attractive. I'm still there. Like I still got it. That's where that's why I would prefer to see what my husband finds attractive, not for him to be turning his head. Now, now, if he's being blatantly disrespectful and, you know, gawking, we we have a problem. We have a problem. And most likely we will be mounting bail money for Janine and the forever home for Ken. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I would like to know what he thinks is attractive. And I think that I just feel like it's weird that he can't like nobody else's pictures if they're a woman. That's weird. It's strange. You know, that's weird. It depends on the woman because you bet not like your ex-wife's pictures or ex-girlfriend's pictures. I'm just saying, don't. Not unless you have an ex-wife with a, and a child and you liking the picture because your kids are in the picture. But otherwise, you better let that chick go. Move on from that. Why are you even on her page? Why is she even on her block her, actually? So what did you learn new this week? So I learned two things. So... of Gen Z adults say that social media consumption makes them feel sad, anxious, or depressed. And additionally, 29% say that social media has affected their self-esteem or made them feel insecure. So social media can affect who you are and how you feel. Just like anything else in this world, social media moderation. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? So... First of all, Gen Z, Gen Z, 97 to 2012 is Gen Z. They're 11 to 26. Okay, well, that's yeah, so they're in their sense. 20s. They're okay, in their 20s, late 20s. Okay. I mean, honestly, they you have to think they grew up on social media, so they've had social media probably all of their lives. It's probably a very different thing. Like, you know, when we grew up, we had to wait till Monday for somebody to see our new hairstyle or their our new outfit, right? Like, nowadays it's instantaneous. As soon as you get something new, you post it on social media. People can tell you how they feel about it or not. That's right. We overlap with Gen X and the millennials because, you know, Gen the millennials started at 1981. 
You know, that's such a 1981 and 96. They're 27 to 42. I have nothing in common with somebody under 30. Zero in common with somebody under 30, but we're all millennials. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's different. <laughs> that's why they have that that special category for us called the zillennials. So it's the, it's like the cusp. Okay, so what I learned this week, sadly, women and Black people are more likely to experience bullying on social media platforms. And when we talk about our younger uh, minorities, they have the biggest amount of bullying or they call it cyberbullying. So anytime you get bullied or made fun of or teased on an online platform, that is called cyberbullying. And the LGBTQ community have the highest rate of suicide because of social media bullying. So this is real stuff. Like when I was reading about this episode and just like social media and how it caused insecurities, like there was this long list of people that have attributed social media to the cause of the person's suicide, right? And I kept seeing people that were in that really early 20s, you know, 13, 14, 15 years old. I mean, this is sad. These are like young children and very young adults that are losing their lives because somebody is taunting them about their ethnicity or what their hair looks like or their size. Like, it's crazy to me that something like this is just like constantly torturing people and driving them to suicide. So you never know what somebody is going through when you post a negative comment. So I would encourage people before you comment, Make sure it's constructive. Like if you don't have any suggestion about the thing that you're posting about, just don't even post, right? So if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That still holds truth. So, and and I'm not saying you can't give constructive criticism, but constructive is the way to be. And with construction, you give a suggestion with your criticism, okay? that That's what you, if you're trying to be helpful, tell them how to help, you know? Tell them what's helpful, but uh, don't just say things to tease people because people lose their lives every day uh, because of something somebody said on social media. All right, Janine, are you ready for the motivational moment? Yes, ma'am. Okay. So this is from an anonymous source, but it really hits home and I liked it. So I'm going to share it. And it says, the reason that you struggle with insecurities is because you compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. Y'all, it ain't real. Everyone has flaws. Embrace yours because they make you who you are. Not everyone will like your flaws. Not everyone will even like you. But as long as you love yourself, that's all that matters. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh, That's Deep, BWC. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production.